Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm outstanding. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you, brother. Hey, man, I like that hat. That's one of the new hats you got that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, one of the new ones, buddy. Got the Miami Marlins rocking. You know, nobody's going to go see a game, but right. they're going to have the same kind of stands as they usually do at their home games. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got the shirt rock. I got the hat rocking, man. Looking good, feeling good, nice. feeling good. So, uh, Adam, we got some. You know, it's funny because sports are getting closer and closer to playing. Uh, MLB starts tomorrow. We're taping this Wednesday night. First two games are Thursday. Uh, then the NBA starts in a week and a day from today. So, I feel like we should have a ton to talk about. But I feel like we've had so many months now with nothing that. I feel like I don't even know what to talk about this week. So we are going to do some MLB. We'll do a little bit of our uh, newest segment inside the bubble of the NBA. But to start, let's uh, let's talk about the people who support us. One of those people is uh, Peggy Edwards, training personally with Peggy Edwards. No matter your level of fitness, beginner, intermediate, if you're an advanced uh, exercise enthusiast, if you like to be challenged a little or you need to be challenged a lot, to get going, you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the personal trainer cost, then training personally with Peggy Edwards is the gym for you to try out. Training personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace on your time. Peggy Edwards keeps workouts safe. She keeps them fresh. They're always new. And she keeps them fun. It's a very fun atmosphere there. Um, all the, all the protocols are in place. Uh, it's circuit training, but you're doing the whole circuit at your station. You're staying in one spot while you're there right now uh, until all this business is over with. Uh, but go support. Go support the uh, training personally with Peg Edwards. Uh, mention, go visit. Mention that you heard about training personally from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, and you will get your first entire month, however many times you go in a month, You'll get all of those classes for free. Unbelievable. Uh, tra yeah, training personally. It's at 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio, of course, where we are. Uh, 45211 is the zip code uh, right next to Grace Lutheran Church. Uh, give Peg Edwards a call. If you have any questions, uh, you want to you wanna ask something or, or uh, just get a feel for how things are, 513-328-0296. She's also on Facebook.com. Uh, it's a website, if you haven't heard of it, facebook.com slash trainingpersonally. Um, also, trainingpersonally.com. Uh, <laughs> all the information you could ever imagine is those three places, trainingpersonally.com on Facebook and 513-328-0296, Peggy Edwards, Training Personally. Is it on Facebook? It is on Facebook. It's, it's on, on Facebook. It's on Facebook. It's also on trainingpersonally.com. <laughs> Facebook.com slash training personally. And I've also uh, given your phone number. There you go. Also, and also one more time. One more thing, me, though. Tell me. One more. Don't forget, it's on Facebook. Training personally uh, on Facebook. Well, training personally with Peg Edwards. Right. Type com. in. Yeah. Go to www.facebook.com and yes. search for training personally with Peggy Edwards. There you go. Is that it? You good? <laughs> I think I got it out of my system. 
You got it. All right, I like it. All right, also brought to you by Green Solace, the uh, the the best massage you'll get on the west side of Cincinnati by far. Uh, Green Solace, uh, Elizabeth uh, Green offers relaxation massages and focus massages. Massages each are tailored to your needs. Experience a professional massage today. She's got relaxation massages. She's got focus massages, which focus directly on an exact point. She'll uh, she'll come to your house and and uh, you know take one person, take the the take take do couples together massages. She does it all. She's she's coming to you. You can check it out at green g r e e n e solace.com. You can book online there. She also has a clean and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Corona friend, not Corona friendly. <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, all the rules that you got to abide by for the Corona, right? So it's a clean, nice place. She's got a little studio. You can come there as well and get everything taken care of. Check it out on greensilas.com. And there you go. So. Hey. You can wear a mask because you're not going to get a you're not getting a face massage probably you know that's no. like, uh, I mean unless unless that's part I mean, of if that's your focus jaw. area if, if if your jaws you know a guy like me who talks a lot my jaws get tired sometimes I gotta get my jaws massaged you catch me at night giving one of these all the time rubbing all my face I, I have to see if she's got some professional moves for me there there you go that's a good that's a good idea. Uh, speaking of Jaws, I, I had my first dentist appointment since the whole COVID thing started today. And, so did you uh, go in and wait in a waiting room or did they call you when you I, sat in your car? So, so you come up and on the door, and it's similar to where I coach basketball at, there's a, there's a QR code on the door. And you have to scan, scan that with your phone and it pulls up a document that you have to fill out, this questionnaire. You know, have you been around anybody cool. that's COVID positive? in the last 14 days? Have you had a headache in the last 14 days? You have a fever, all that kind of stuff. So you fill this thing out and then I'm filling it out as I'm walking in. Uh, I walk in there, there's one person in the waiting room. Uh, it's, it's a decent sized waiting room. They've got plenty of chairs and everything. So it's, you know, spaced out and everything. So I go up and I, I go to the desk and I check in and everything and I go sit down and, um, Plenty far away from everybody. I have the mask on. I walk in with the mask. Mm -hmm. Everybody there is wearing a mask as well. Um, and so they brought me back. And uh, did you keep your mask on for the entire exam? Yeah, I said you're gonna have to put your hands <laughs> underneath my mask and blindly fit and blindly clean my teeth. Uh, no, but I kept it on as long as I could. She's like, "All right, well, you can take your mask off now, and we'll get going." I'm like, oh, "Okay." So yeah, I did that. As soon as I was done, I threw it back on. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So Got tell me it. about it. What What was the best part? Worst part? Uh, best part was uh, she made me feel good about my living situation because, uh, you know, she's asking me about all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm working from home. Uh, you know, no, no family, no kids running around. No, uh, nothing like that. It's peaceful. And, you know, all that good stuff. She's like, she's like, what about pets? You have any pets? Nope. Wow. No people and no pets. You have any plants? I'm like, <laughs> I got grass no, outside. No, I don't have any plants. Not in the house. That's not where trees belong. Trees belong outside. So, 
Um, nope, nope. I have no responsibilities in my house, none whatsoever. So, so working's pretty nice at home, you know. Uh, and so she's like, she like paused for a minute, and she like stops cleaning my teeth, and she's just like looking into space. She's like, man, I got a husband, two kids, dog, two cats, plants all over the place. <laughs> man. That must be she nice. started getting a little jealous. Yeah, a little jealous I, was like, easy I was like, "Oh man, it's great! It's so great! I love that." There's no, <laughs> I was, I was rubbing it in heavy. Uh, we've had this conversation before, but there's nothing better than having a full conversation with somebody's hands in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. She was pretty good about asking me about it, though. In between, when she would, you know, she'd do some cleaning, yep. whatever, she'd pull it out and ask you, ask you a question right as she's getting done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she was good about that. That was the best part. Um, and then the worst part was, so uh, you get the, you get the fluoride treatment at the end, right? It's, it's, yes. an option. it's a little extra money or whatever, but they say it, it helps you, uh, you know, it's, it helps for an extra three or six months or something, protect your teeth a little bit better or whatever. So they sold me on it the first time. So I just get it every time now. Cause I just don't say no to anything. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll get it. So, so the dentist comes in, he checks it out. That was another, that was probably part of the best part too. He's like, man, everything looks great, doing a great job. And I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, I'm still, I, I brush and floss and all that kind of stuff, but you still worry. Like I've been around 38 years and I eat a lot of junk food. So I'm, I'm sure. just waiting for cavity. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, that was a good part. And, and uh, so he does the fluoride thing. And it's, it's like, a, I mentioned it before we came on, but it was like, it's like almost like a little uh, whiteout, the old whiteout, you know, how you did the, the yeah. was, it had a brush on it. Yep. You know, you brush the whiteout on the paper. It feels like that to me. And so it's that, but it's like, it's, he does it just like real fast and nonchalant. Like he's not covering everything in there. No, he's just throwing, it's a slap. It's a slap on is what it's it is. Just yeah. a it's quick, a slap. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh yeah, he's slapping a coat on and and so it's all fast, but that stuff is real sticky. And he it's it's all willy-nilly, so it's all over my lips and I can feel it. You know, it right away it becomes like Bill, sticky. At 10 30 at night. What's that? Bill at 10 30 at night, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I came home and cleaned it off my lips real good, but I feel it on my teeth for sure. And I've eaten stuff and drank stuff the rest of the day, and I still feel it. Um, so anyway, that part, that part is not fun. So I like, I put my mask on, I couldn't see in the mirror or anything. I put my mask on, I get up and I get out to the car, take my mask off and I look in the mirror and it just white stuff all over <laughs> my head. I'm like, Oh geez, man. So nice. thank goodness I had the mask on walking out. So nobody saw me. Nobody saw your white on your lips. Yeah. I looked like I was no, foaming no in the mouth or I had real yeah. bad. Drive you had a really good dentist appointment one and two. So <laughs> I have I have a tooth thing that happened to me today too. This is crazy. So before we get we will get into sports, I promise. Got two things. So you ever chipped a tooth before? No, I don't think so. I've chipped a tooth a couple times. I don't know what happened today. I don't even know how it happened. Just I'm eating dinner, nothing hard. All of a sudden, you know how you like get something in the very back of the, of the back tooth, and you just take your tongue and stick her back there and just wipe it out real quick. Yep. Cut my tongue. Like, what is that? My ass, something stuck back there. 
Feeling back there, it felt like I got a hole in my tooth. Feeling back there all over, it feels like there's a hole in my tooth. I'm pretty sure something happened. I got a hole in my tooth. I think like my filling fell out or something. Nothing doesn't hurt, but I am currently slicing my tongue up as I speak constantly because my tongue's just rubbing against it, getting sliced the smithereens. Oh. I don't have a dentist appointment until the 30th either. Oh, man. But I do got one coming up, so I'm just waiting it out. I'm hoping that it uh, just – because I've had it this before, but it just eases down. So, anyway, if I end this podcast with a bloody mouth, I apologize. <laughs> Jeez. All right. It's good no good. All right, so I do – pouring out. Yeah, you're good. You know what it is. It's no big deal. There is something I want to try. So, Adam, you're not a beer drinker, right? Correct. All right, so uh, – I'm going to show the world here. I'm, I, I, I drink the Natty Light, okay? I enjoy Natty Light. It's uh, what I, uh, in a, in a uh, what do you call them? In a post or a, a write, what do you, when people write something, what do they call it? What's that called? When people write something? Yeah, you know, uh, it's, on the, it's on the internet. Uh, like script or no, 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 no. Like something you write in the newspaper. What's that called? A story. There you go. Okay. I read a story. I read a story on the old interweb today. And it was, it, it got my attention because it said, do you drink cheap light beer? Well, yes, sir, I do. <laughs> I drink cheap light beer. It's in my house all the time. They say that if you have cheap light beer, and you put a pickle in it, it makes it taste a hundred times better. So, on the air today, this is terrible uh, radio. I'm currently opening a, a jar of pickles. I just poured my beer into a clear glass. I have my jar of pickles, pickle, into the beer. I'm going to let it sit for a minute. And in about a couple minutes, I'm going to let you know how this bad boy tastes. Yeah, please do. Man, what a way to ruin pickles. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of pickles? Is that a dill pickle? Oh, 100%. Kosher dill, man. Okay, good. Yeah, I like That's it. the way I roll, dude. Yeah, I like I a dill roll pickle. with the kosher dill. I like a dill pickle, but I tell you, I like them. I like them in the smaller doses, so I get the I get the chips or the ovals or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I, get the, I get the smaller ones because I like them in smaller doses, but I do like a dill. I do like dill pickles. In fact, I'm I a, the tonight. bread and butter or the sweetened set, whatever they are, those are the grossest things I've ever eaten <laughs> in my entire life. When there's nothing worse than seeing pickles on a getting a sandwich with pickles on it and just being like, oh, I love pickles, and take a bite and go, oh. <laughs> I don't want that. That's disgusting. And have you ever had a dill pickle that wasn't kosher? Do they do they are know. they even in the stores? Everything I saw in the store said kosher dill. Kosher dill. Everything was kosher dill. If you've gone to the store and bought a pickle and it was just a dill pickle and not kosher, I want a picture of that can. Because uh, I don't care if it's kosher. I don't need a rabbi coming in and blessing my pickles. Okay? Racket. It's a racket. It's a total racket. And if you don't know what we're talking about, look up how something becomes kosher. You pay you pay a Jewish man with, with crazy hair and a hat to come to a blessing on your pickles. 
and now they're kosher. But I had to pay him to do it. Yeah. So whatever. Hey. Big money. Big money, too. I they hear. Get I hear. They get paid. I hear. My mom. Oh, you used to work at Flavor Systems with them. Do they do it at your work, too? You guys yeah. kosher over there? Yeah. In fact, yeah. So I, I deal with the rabbi all the time to get that stuff kosher. And, and uh, it's, it's the same rabbi at the last two places I've been. He's an awesome guy. I love the guy. But we've had a couple. Okay. How is it? I'm stopping right now. How is it? No, you're good. Continue. Continue. I need another drink. He, he uh, so we have a good one, but sometimes if he's on vacation, we have a sub guy, a substitute. And this guy is a big, sloppy, dirty, like, and I'm like, you're coming in and making this thing clean. Kosher. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to decide what's clean enough to be called kosher and what's not. Do they like inspect the place to make sure you're clean or I thought, or do they just do a blessing over it? How's it work? It depends on what you have done. So they come in and they have to put, so you have to have uh, certain tanks or equipment kosherized. So he has to come in and watch the process of it being cleaned. And there are certain things you have to do to get it clean. The, the water temperature has to be at a certain level. Um, the, uh, you have to hit like steam. You have to like get steam going through it and everything. So there's like a process for that. And then there's also for uh, like kosher ingredients. You get kosher ingredients that you're making something with. He has to come in. You cannot open the container without him watching you. In fact, in some in some cases, they will put. They have this system of of putting uh, tape, like taping the lid, so that you can't open it. Or this, basically, they create a seal and they write something in Hebrew on it. So, what? Yeah. So you and the same thing. Like when you when a vendor sends this. Uh, it's it's like grape products, grape and wine and, and anything anything like grape related. Uh, for some reason, that stuff all has to be kosher. It, not not all of it, but if if a customer wants something kosher from you, you've got to make sure everything you're getting, all the ingredients are kosher. So he's got to come in. You can't get it into your system and sample it and all that kind of stuff until he's there. He watches it all. And you put it in, he watches you put it into your batch and all that kind of stuff. And he's got to reseal it and uh, reseal the containers and all that kind of Anyway, it's a big process. And it's just a guy standing there watching you do it and say, yep, you didn't spit in it. So there we go. So he's not like part of OSHA or the Board of Health. He's just a guy who prays a lot. And he's the <laughs> one who's going to do it somehow. He's, he's, he's the, wow. I love, I love faith. I love religion. I love faith. It is so much fun. <laughs> and I'm a man of faith, but it's something else, buddy. It's something else. Hey, something. so just had a few drinks of the pickle beer. Can't tell the difference. Really? Nope. I mean, I get a little whiff of vinegar as I take a drink, but that's it. I'm a little disappointed. First beer of the day, too. I was hoping I would get a, I don't know. Something a little uh, crafty or something happened to me. Yeah. Uh, well, well, here's what's not going to be disappointing is when you're finished with the beer, you got a dill pickle waiting for you. Oh, there's no doubt. I'm eating that pickle as soon Pretty as I'm nice. Now, I don't, that, I, brought, now, I brought six beers down and I got three pickles. So I figure <laughs> two beers per pickle for the show and we should be good. Good plan. Uh, okay. So let's jump. Uh, let, let's jump into – the first sports-related thing we're going to talk about, Major League Baseball, right? Yeah, let's from, do it. Like you said, uh, from the time we're recording this tomorrow, 
you know, in, in whatever, 18 hours or something, we're going to be playing live baseball games. So we wanted to just talk. We, you know, we could go into to great depth about, what, you know, who we think is going to do what and, and what players are going to stand out. We're going to keep it simple. We'll go yeah. – we're going to pick our MVPs, our Cy Youngs, and we're going to say who's in the World Series and who wins it. And we'll record this. We'll write this down. And we, we, uh, we're going to bet on this, right? All, we need, all somebody needs to do is get something right to win the bet. Okay? Because it's hard to get. I mean, there's a lot of players, a lot of teams. To get any of these things correct is going to be pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I, whoever, if anybody gets something right, I, I say we bet on this bad boy, and I've got a little bet I'd like to put out there. Okay. Something I heard, uh, something I heard the other day. So we do this on, we do this on the Zoom call right now, currently, and it's also basically recorded and put onto podcast form with no video as well. If you're not watching YouTube, I heard somebody make a bet on the radio the other day of whoever loses has to do a two minute. We we are comedy. We have a comedy segment at the end of every show. All right. Whoever loses has to do two minutes of stand-up comedy. The other person has to mute their microphone so you don't know if they're laughing or not. Just two minutes of, uh, of a stand-up comedy bit. I don't care if it's written for you or if you – I prefer you to write it. Two minutes stand-up comedy. No, you have to write it. No audience. Okay, you got to write it. You have to write it. No audience. Or, or okay, okay. Or, what do you think? Are you up for this? You have to, yeah. You have to write it, or you go if you're that good that you can that you can just uh, improv the whole thing. Go for it. But it has to oh, be. Oh sure, yeah. Well, I'll, if I'm doing that, there's no way I'm improving. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a two minute set. Get it done. Get it quick. Get it going. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to take a week off of work so I can work on my two minute set. <laughs> but there's no. The other person has to mute their microphone, so it's just in podcast form. It's you for two minutes with no audience, no anybody in the background, just two minutes of jokes by yourself. I would be a nervous wreck, but Chris, this is by far my favorite bet we've done. I'm so on board for this. Dude, when I heard this, I was like, this is so great. I totally want to do it because I'm terrified. Not terrified, but I know it's going to be horrible for either of us. <laughs> yeah. So, But it's not super terrible. Like You don't have to see me stare at me in a Speedo for the whole show. <laughs> It's way better than that. <laughs> There's not a lot better than me in a Speedo. But, all right, that's fine. So, oh, all right, cool. Good, like good idea. I like it. Two minutes, two minutes of stand-up comedy, end of uh, baseball season. If anybody gets the MVP right, if anybody gets the Cy Young winner right, and if anybody gets the – what's the last one? World Series winner. World Series winner. Okay. All right, you wanna you wanna do the honors? Um, Would you like? Me I to will do the honors. I'm gonna start off with the World Series winner. Okay. So World Series winner, write this down in your books and uh, tell us what you guys think about this as well uh, on any of the podcast platforms that we are on. Feel free to comment. YouTube, it's on YouTube as well. Uh, what else we got? iHeartRadio and and. See, I already forgot them all. Spotify, Google Play, uh, uh, Apple Podcast, and just basically if it's a podcast platform, it's there. Leave a comment. Tell us what you guys think about these as well. 
So, World Series winner. It's so hard for me not to go with the Cincinnati Reds. But I'm going with the Cincinnati Reds, baby. Oh, yeah. What a homer. Here's the deal. The Cincinnati Reds have one of the three easiest schedules in all of baseball. And once they get to a short series or a long series, they've got the, the starting pitching to win. They've got the pitching to do it. They have increased their hitting. I think they've got the easy, one of the easiest roads to the playoffs, which could put them at one of the higher ranks in the playoffs, place somebody a little bit lower. And I think, I, I think this is perfectly set up for the Cincinnati Reds, and I'm going with the Cincinnati Reds as the World Series winner. Okay. Now, what do you got as the World Series winner? I want so bad to pick a team that's not like a, an obvious, you know, I don't know, man. I'm so tempted to, there are like three teams, three or four teams that I'm like, look, let's, let's be honest. The, the favorites are like the Yankees and Dodgers, I'd say. Would you say? Sure. Yeah. I would definitely say that's correct. Yeah. So I'm probably, I want to pick the twins or the Braves uh, or the, or the Rays maybe even. Um, it's, uh, gosh, man, I just, I want to pick a team like that, but you know what? I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers of Anaheim. There he is. Oh yeah. Going good. I hope you win. I hope the Reds beat the Dodgers in the National League pennant. So do I. I so do I, because I, I want to be wrong about that. I want the Reds to win. And I want to do a two-minute stand-up set. I want you to do that so bad. I want to hear your two minutes of stand-up so bad. I've got, I've got a few jokes written down already. <laughs> over, the, over the years, I'll think of something. I'll be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think I can make that into something. I'll throw that on paper somewhere. i got to find them. I have no idea where they are now. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right. I'm going with MVP. Do it. So normally – I really think Joey Votto could be the National League MVP. And I know that sounds silly. I'm not going to pick him. Maybe I will. I think Joey Votto could be the National League MVP if he starts – because he, he can get hot. And when he gets hot, there's no better player than him. And, I mean, he's just as good as anybody in baseball. Problem is, he usually doesn't get hot till the second or third month of the year. So I'm going with another guy who is – always on fire at the beginning of the year, who multiple years has almost batted 400 for the first two months in Bryce Harper. You're taking Bryce Harper in the National League. Wow. Not taking the 300 and however many million dollar man that just signed. We'll talk about Mookie Betts a little bit later. Yes, sir. Okay, who do you have in the, uh, in the American League? So the American League – uh, this is tough. I there, I hate doing this because I, I was thinking about this for a long time, and I hate the Yankees, right? I'm not a fan of the Yankees, but that doesn't mean I hate the Yankee players. I just don't like the organization because they're the damn Yankees. <laughs> I truly believe that Aaron Judge is going to have a breakout year and go bananas and hit – some stupid amount of home runs hitting in front of Giancarlo Stanton. 
and it's going to it's going to be silly. Or he may be hitting behind him. I don't know. They've got but if, in that lineup. Yeah, but if he's hitting in front of a Stanton, and Stanton is already looked like he's going to be pretty hot this year when it comes to the bat. He's hitting pretty well uh, in the and he's hot in general. Is a good looking man, right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's weird to say it, and I don't like saying it, but I'm going with Aaron Judge. Okay. All right. Uh, so for National League MVP, I, I'm going to go with, and this, you know, looking at a few things, it sounds like this, this is probably the popular pick, actually, so I don't like doing this either, kind of the same way with you. Okay, Dodgers. Okay, Dodgers World Series winner. I, right, yeah. But it's not. I'm not going to pick Mookie Betts, and I'm not going to pick Cody Bellinger. I am going to pick Ronald Acuna Jr. Acuna, I love that pick. I love that guy. I think he's still. I I, I hope he's maturing enough to to put a full season. Well, I say a full season. That's the whole thing. Is you don't need a full season this year, right? Um, but but you know you have to. You are going to need a guy that's going to play every day. <laughs> See, that's what I was going to say. The, it did, the pickle didn't ruin the beer, but the beer probably is ruining the pickle. The beer ruined the pickle. Yeah, the, the, just took a bite of the pickle. I'm going to finish it because it's a pickle. But the, the pickle didn't ruin the beer, but the beer definitely ruined the pickle. <laughs> that look on your face when you <laughs> – That was funny. So gross. Um, so, so, look, it's going to be – and Joey Votto, speaking of Joey Votto, mentioned this. He wants to play every single day, and he wants to play in the field every single day. He does not want to DH. He wants to play first base every single day because it's 60 games, and it's not going to be nearly as hard to get through that. They still have off days. They still not many. Days, and they've got three. It's not like six off days. Yeah. Isn't it 60 games in 66 days? So, something like that, yeah. yeah. But it, I mean – it's it's still you're getting a few off days. You're getting some off days, and sure. um, so he's he's ready. He's like I'm I'm ready to play every single day. I'm not I don't want to take a game off, any of that. Um, so you are going to need a guy that's going to play, and you are going to have more guys playing every game this year. I think so. Oh yeah, because they should, you know. So the only thing about this pick for me about the American League MVP that I'm worried about is. This guy just came out and said, okay, I'm definitely playing. Because I think he was on the fence because his wife is, is like eight months pregnant. She's due in August. It's Mike Trout. Yep. So he was considering not playing, but he did come out and say he's going to play. So if he plays every day except for, say, she's due sometime in August, I don't know exactly when. He'll so take three days. What's that? He'll take three days. You think three days? Okay. And here's the so. If he takes three days, that's going to mean a little bit more, I think, than if he – so in the, the Angels' schedule right in the middle of the month of August, they're at home for nine straight days. I feel like there's a chance that he might take a day if, – if it happens in that time, he might take a day and then come play. If they're at home, okay, I'm leaving. I'll be at the ballpark for four hours. I'll be back. Something like that. Could Maybe. Sure. So if that's the case, then I think he's got a much better chance. But either way, even if he takes three days, I'm still taking Mike Trout because he was either MVP or almost MVP a couple of times when he missed a decent amount of time for injuries and stuff. Um, 
during the season. He he has, I want to say, was it two years ago maybe that he was he missed like the last month of the season, but he was so far ahead in some categories that he almost could still have won the MVP at the end of the season after having yeah. season like the last month. So he's that good. He's I still think he's the best player in the universe, and so uh, uh, you know I think just just by that. I'm expecting him to be Mike Trout, the same old Mike Trout. And uh, so I'm taking him. Who do you got for Stye Young? Uh, National League, I'm probably going to do something silly. And, and uh, I mean, you know. Luis Castillo. No. No, I'm going to get even sillier than that. Sonny Gray. I was going to say Sonny Gray. I'm not, though. <laughs> uh, that was the first thing I thought of. But here's the deal. I mean, these guys – Sonny Gray could have been the MVP – or the MVP, the Cy Young winner of the second half of the season last year. Yep. Very easily. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, what I am going to do – what I am going to do is I'm going to go with a guy who I think is – he's a former Cy Young winner, and he's one of my favorite pitchers who – uh, you know, he's never won the big one. Uh, so he's always, you know, he's always, well, I shouldn't say never, but he hadn't won the big one for a long time and got a lot of a slack for it. He's getting a little older, but I feel like he's getting even more craftier. And when you get a guy who is got the skill of a guy like Clayton Kershaw and then all of a sudden just be, starts getting more crafty with his pitches than he he was already nasty, but now he's getting crafty nasty as an older guy. I'm excited to see the Clayton Kershaw veteran years, and I think we could see like a reemergence of Justin Verlander kind of a thing uh, and, and see that in Clayton Kershaw this year. I, I'm, I'm saying Clayton Kershaw. As hard as it is for me not to say DeGrom, who I've had on my fantasy team for – three the last three years so but I'm not gonna go with him yeah I, I, I like that pick um and as you're talking about that you were explaining getting more crafty later in his career uh it reminded me of Greg Maddox and I yep. adore I adore Greg Maddox so if Clayton Kershaw becomes the next Greg Maddox where he is just he doesn't have to throw 98 if he can put it where he wants it and he's got that much filthy nasty movement on that thing Mm-hmm. And he does because people post those videos all the time. Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw breaking pitches or whatever. Yep. Oh my gosh, they're so fun to watch. Yes, they are. His cutter in on the hands uh, is 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 dirty, and then he's got he can throw the sl- slider. He he's got every pitch, and every pitch he can throw from two different arm angles. And he's just as nasty <clears throat> as he ever was before, but he's he's more pinpoint than ever before as well. So I'm excited to see uh, excited to see that. The American League is tough for me. I'm not 100. percent I haven't made my choice yet, and um, this is uh, off the top of my head on the American League. I, I really don't know who I'm planning on taking for the American League. So I'm going to talk this through uh, for just a minute while I decide who my American League Cy Young is going to be. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I'm just going to do it. Again, I hate to say it because the Reds are going to beat the Yankees in the World Series. It's going to be another Yankee, and I'm going 
is this was your pick going to be Garrett Cole? My pick's not up yet, pal. You don't know yet. All right. Well, I'm taking Garrett Cole. I just don't want to take a guy that you were going to pick. Uh, all right. National League, Cy Young. Uh, <laughs> Did I take I, both of them? <laughs> no. National League, Cy Young. Um, you can I, – I, you know, I, I love the DeGrom and Scherzer thing where those guys have been pr- pretty easily, I think, the two most dominant guys in the last couple of years. In the Without a doubt. League. But you got a guy – that's another thing is as awesome as Clayton Kershaw is, there's a chance he might not be the best starting pitcher on his team anymore. Walker he wasn't. Bueller, yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Walker the Bueller, end of last year, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, and, and people are expecting if he continues to, to develop like he did from his first to his second year and his second to third year, um, he's going he's gonna to be easily one of the best pitchers in the National League. So he's another guy to think about. Uh, Jack Flaherty in, in St. Louis. There are a bunch of guys – a bunch of younger guys uh, coming up in the National League that you can make a case for. The reason I didn't go with any young guys on the Cy Young side is because of this shortened season. And I feel like you're going to see the veterans come out and show, show that they, they're going to be pitching like they're pitching in, the, in September right now in July because they're going to come out and they're going to, they, they're going to know how to turn it on a little bit better. Uh, the, the hitting is there's so many, you're hitting that it's every day still for 60 days. Anybody can get hot, but when it comes to pitching, I think it's, I, I think there's something to that 60 games that, that pushes more towards a veteran winning news. I have a question for you. Do you think we, we've talked and we talked a little bit with Bobby Nightingale last week about um, all these extra pitchers you're going to have. So you can, you can, you can have a quick hook. Now you got a bunch of guys in the bullpen you can use. Um, but with a shortened season, making less starts for guys for, especially horses like Scherzer and those guys that usually pitch a lot of innings, you can, instead of where we've gotten now into where, you go six innings. Hey, you're done. You're yeah, good job, buddy. You know, pat on the butt. Go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll get a few guys in here to finish it up. Um, you have less starts to make. I mean, do you think managers are going to let a guy like Scherzer, who's going, who's got six innings, one run, three hits, is he going to let? But might be at you know ninety pitches or something like that. Is he going to let him stay in till the seventh, eighth inning now, or is it going to be because they know the workload's going to be less throughout the season or, or like total in the season, or are you still going to save the arm to make sure he's good for the playoffs and use all your big fan guys? What do you think? I believe, I believe there's going to be a quick hook if a guy gets in trouble early. If you're in trouble early, I think there'll be a lot of quick hooks because they've got the arms to not let it get out of hand. They've got the arms in the bullpen with the extra guys. I also believe – if a horse like Scherzer or or uh, Kershaw or or David Price or somebody is just out there, just throwing gas and looking good, I think you're going to see in those cases where they're they're going to be less apt to take them out because they're not worried about about a lengthened season. They're they're good with it. These arms are fresh. They're going to be fresh. 
you're playing a quarter of a season, go get it, bro, or a third of the season. Hell yeah, throw them. Let's go. Your best guys, your your guys you trust. I think you'll see less of a hook, like with a guy like Luis Castillo. We talked about it all the time last year about how Dave Bell would constantly pull him because of pitch counts. It was always a pitch count thing. He'd be just cruising into the sixth inning, through the sixth inning, and then pull him for the seventh. Giving up one run and two hits and no walks and, a stri- and like five strikeouts and no pull. I think you'll see less of that than you did last year. But you will also see a faster hook if a guy gets in trouble early. There won't be any of these, you know, middle of August days or late July days where, yeah, you gave up five and threw three. Sorry, brother. You're, we need five innings out of you because the bullpen's gassed. You're yeah. throwing five, whether you give up five runs or you give up nine runs. You're, you're going five. I got gotcha. you. Um, okay. So, having said that, one of those horses, uh, it's, it, I feel like it's a cop-out, but I'm going with Jacob deGrom, man. He was – the last it's couple of years, he's just been – yeah, it, it's, he's just been so, so, so good. And I think even a couple of years ago, he was on, on a Mets team that was not very good yet. Um, he was that yeah. good that he won. He won. They were in last on a not very good team. Yeah, um, and I think they're better now. I think the Mets will be better now. Um, but they also, I think, Syndergaard's gone. Right? I don't think Noah Syndergaard's there anymore. Um, and uh, or maybe he's out. Maybe he decided not to play something. He's not. I'm pretty sure he's not there. Um, so he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be relied on to carry them for sure. Um, and I think he's going to do it just the last couple of years. He convinced me. So I'll go to Grom. And uh, I did have Garrett Cole for, for my American League side. Uh, if you, uh, if hey, they you both know. win, both win. Listen, if the only thing we get right is Garrett Cole wins the American League Cy Young, we both have to do rock, it. No, paper, rock, scissors. I think paper, we should, rock, scissors I think we should both do a two minute set. If, if, we get, no. if we get that one right, no, Adam. This is not an everybody wins, everybody loses kind of thing like you always want. We can't both win the bet. It's not happening. We both lose the bet the, in that yeah, case. The loser, paper, loser rock, has to do the set, right? Yes. Paper, okay. rock, scissors. Paper, rock, scissors. Loser has to do the two-minute set. Okay. Well, it doesn't – so if we both get Garrett Cole right, though, nobody has to do anything for that one. No. I'm saying if we both get one mm-hmm. – then oh, no, nothing else. I got paper, you. rock, scissors. So we're both going to have to prepare a set then, because we're going to do paper, rock, scissors on the air, right? No, we'll do the we'll do the two minutes. If it's a tie, we'll do paper, rock, scissors on the air. Okay. And then we will do uh, the the next week. We'll give you we'll give each other a week to come up with two minutes. You got a week a week to come up with a two minute set. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll work. All right. right. So, AL. Oh, Garrett Cole. (laughs) Garrett Cole. Cole, We'll see how he does. Uh, That's, I almost didn't pick him because uh, the Yankees ballpark is, is small. Uh, There's a ton of home runs that that get sent out of there. So I I was, I I was, and that, and that's another case guys like, like uh, Shane Bieber and, and Jose Barrios, and there are a bunch of young, good, up-and-coming guys uh, that are exciting pitchers in the American League, same as National League. And, and 
Again, I think this is a season where the pitchers are going to be more guys that are that are that are mainstayed in that. That's why I like your your Jacob Degrom. I mean, the guy's got two straight Cy Youngs. Yeah. Why would you not pick him to do it again? Yeah, same reasoning as Mike Trout for me. Like, I, you know, he's just the, the best player. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I want to make it. I want to make it a little more in depth and and pick somebody and and you know at the end of the season be like, oh man, you picked. Uh, you know, you picked Blake Snell, and he he won the Cy Young. That, yeah. that would feel that would feel good, but I feel like I go with with. Uh, Sometimes you gotta go with the easy one, brother. Probability, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta go with the easy one. All right, so those are our picks. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how we turn off with the turn out with those. The bet is a two minute segment. Pretty excited about that. Uh, so let's move on from there to something else in baseball before we get to the NBA bubble. And, and I'm not talking about Mookie Betts because that is crazy 12 years. I may not even be alive when his contract's over. Guy who is, who is the best player in the National League, maybe, arguably, and is in a contract season where he's going to be a free agent next year and never even tests the waters. Signs a huge contract, don't get me wrong, but doesn't test the waters at all and let anybody get in a bidding war or anything. Good for him. I say good for him. If there's two different types of people in, in sports, I said I didn't want to get into Mookie Betts. Screw it. We're going to do Mookie Betts first. Mookie Betts. Uh, there's two different kinds of people in sports the way I see it. There's guys that want to feel comfortable. They get the money. They know they got the money. And they just want to play ball. And they know they're going to be paid fairly. They're going to get their big contract because they're that good. And then there's guys that are totally good with letting it all hang out and just let's go into free agency and see what you can do, brother. I want to, I want bidding wars. I want to be taken to dinner. I want helicopters. I want private jets. I want, you know, Jeff Ruby steakhouses on steroids. <laughs> and, and maybe Mookie Betts is one of those guys that's like, look, man, I just want to play ball. If you guys offer me something fair, I'll take it. 365, 380, something like that. 12 years. 12 years. That's a real commitment. You ain't kidding, buddy. Think about Joey Votto's 10-year contract that everybody gave him, everybody was upset about. I mean, that is crazy. If it, I can't remember if it's 365 or 380, but that's, I mean, that's, if it's 380, it's like $32 million a year. It's right in that $30 million range, which comparatively, to a Mike Trout, not quite there. Mike Trout is a transcendent player. I understand that. Mookie Betts could be. Um, but it's a lot of money, dude. That's a lot of money guaranteed for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, good for him. You know who's, uh, you know who's still going to be under contract, though? Who's who's under contract right now with the team and still going to be getting paid after Mookie Betts is done with that contract? From who? From the Dodgers? No. From the Mets. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> yes, sir. I can't remember if we mentioned it. It was July first. Was Bobby Bonilla yep. when he gets his one million every year? He gets his one million dollars every July first. The most genius contract ever signed ever. It's was it for was it for thirty years? 
after he retired? I, I can't remember what it Something was. Something like that. Yeah. So maybe it won't be because it's been a it's been a while. Maybe he'll be done by then. It might be thirty. It might have been forty years. I don't know. It could have been forty years. A million dollars for forty years. I mean, it's a long. I know it was a long time. Thirty. It was into like his. It was into like his late sixties. He was go, or early seventies. He was going to be getting a million dollars a year. So you know, a million dollars was a ton of money when he retired. And a million dollars a year is still pretty good for doing absolutely nothing. I love it. Good for you, Bobby Bell. I'll I mean, the Reds paid Ken Griffey Jr. for like six years after he left or seven <laughs> years after he left. There's a lot of guys that did stuff like that. There was a – the Orioles were famous for it. They had at one point in time were paying Scott Erickson. He had been off the team for like 10 years, and they were still paying Scott Erickson and, and like three other guys. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it's, a, it's a really smart contract for the player and a really bad-looking contract for the club. I mean, is it that bad, though? I mean, the con- they're just paying a million bucks. They're not it, worried about yeah, it. It depends on what that contract is, yeah. But, they yeah. Were, but the Reds were paying Griffey a lot more than a million bucks for six years, right? Like four and a half or something like that, I want to okay. say. Three and a half and four and a half. It was all deferred after they – he did all that so they could sign Larkin. And, yeah, and, that's a, and that's a good – and that's – it depends on what the club is and what their payroll is mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, too. Right. Um. So you mentioned one thing that reminded me when you talked about the two different types of, of, of players in the league as far as when they're signing contracts or negotiating contracts. Um, I, I saw a thing, and I thought you were going to say something about loyalty or something like that. Nah, um, don't bother. Uh, the, the clubs ain't loyal to you, brother, or I ain't loyal to a club. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. If I was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, my love of my life, I'm not loyal to you when it comes to my family and my money and making money. I'm sorry. Listen, I mean, I might give you a little bit of a homer deal, but it ain't going to be like a big giant homer deal. Yeah. I, I think there are still players like that, but they're way, way, way fewer than there used to be. Um, and Barry Larkin, you just mentioned Barry Larkin a minute ago. He was one of those guys. He they, they yeah. let him go and he decided, well, I, this is my hometown. This is the, the, the team I played for for 17 years or whatever it was. He's like, I can't play for anybody else. I can't put another uniform on. And that's my – that was like uh, – Barry Larkin was already my favorite player ever, he and Eric Davis together, and, and that, that, like, solidified it for me. That, that, yep. made me. that made me go to his Hall of Fame ceremony in Cooperstown. Yes. Um, but but the, what I was going to say is uh, – reminded me of a video I saw. Like, it was – somebody posted, like, a Dirk Nowitzki appreciation video or something like that, basically. And um, it was just a bunch of stuff. It was – it was little things that he did on and off the court and, and um, uh, little interviews and stuff, little clips from that and stuff from in the locker room. And so one of the things was uh, it was Kobe Bryant at the, at all-star weekend one year, somebody asked him about his relationship with Dirk. And he's like, I'll, I'll tell you what, I have so much respect for Dirk. Number one, because we're, we're both really competitive, but number two, he is, uh, he is loyal to his team like I am. He said, he said, um, when Dirk was a free agent one year after he was in the league for however many years, he said, I reached out to him and I'm like, look, man, I know, you know, you, I, I know the answer, I think, but I just respect you so much. I want to at least reach out and say, if you want to come play here, I got you, you know, I, I can, I, I'll make it happen or whatever. Yeah. And he said, and he said Dirk texted him back and said, I appreciate it, but Dallas is my home. I can't go anywhere. I, I, I've got to stay here. 
Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, there are still players like that. And Dirk probably took – he may have taken a little bit. Although Mark Cuban's going to pay you more than anybody else can anyway. But, but the thing about it is, though, in situations like that, those guys were treated well by their teams. Yes. Mookie Betts has already been traded. He's been – you know, Mookie Betts has had things happen to him already. Those are the people that see it more – they see, oh, this is a business. I don't care. And most, most players are in that role where it's their last year, they're really good, they're on a bad team, the team trades them, they get this bad taste in their mouth, and they no longer care about loyalty. They just want their money, let's go. So for that to happen with Mookie Betts, especially after being beloved in Boston, it is, it, it's a little interesting. Uh, I, I didn't mean to switch gears from, uh, from baseball to basketball, but since we did that no. – I'm not ready yet. I got one more yet. really good one. I got one more really good one for you. Yep. Have you heard about the Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, yeah. They're not allowed to play in Toronto. They're, are they going to play in Pittsburgh, is it? So the Toronto Blue Jays, Canada, uh, or, or whatever province they live in, whatever Canada, whose government takes this way more serious than ours, I guess, because they will not let any American – they don't want Americans traveling in and out of Toronto. They're like, nope, sorry. We don't want your crazy corona not caring people into our country. Uh, they were like, so, that Trump guy had, an, had, an, had a real idea about that wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're about to build a wall on us. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good on your part. I like that. That was pretty good. Anyway, so they don't want us in there, and uh, which, you know, is what it is. We're not political. We just, I just think it's funny. So they turn around and – do not let them play at the Rogers Center. Do not let fan. Do not let other teams come in. They say go find somewhere to play this year. They think they've got it set up in Pittsburgh, and it just fell through. Tomorrow is opening day for Major League Baseball. The Toronto Blue Jays do not have a home field. Wow! <laughs> I love it. This is so crazy. Wow. So. So, first off, I don't know what happened to make the Pittsburgh thing fall through. I saw it come across the phone today. It just happened today. Their first game is on Friday, which is in two days. We take this Wednesday night. It's in two days. And I don't know if they're home or away for their first game. I couldn't tell you that. I could probably look it up and tell you. Um, but I will tell you this. Number one, they're not playing in Toronto all year. Number two, they don't have a home field currently. I got one for them. I already have. They're idea. in. They're, they're in. They're at uh, Tampa Bay to start the year. Oh, so that's, that's a they've got a, they've got a little bit of extra time to find a place to play. I guess. Did, do you have their whole schedule up? Is it? Uh, do you see when they go back home? I can I think I can pull it up here. Uh let's see, preview. If I can click on just the blue jays, maybe not. I don't have while, it pulled up. While you're looking Perfect. for it though, I, I'll tell you my idea where they can play. Let's hear it. Jack Adams Stadium at the Panther Athletic Complex. I love it. Send them I down love to it. Bring them to Cincinnati. Bring them over here. Nice field up there. Uh yeah. Nobody uh, else is going to know what I'm talking about, but that's right. That's a little thing. Down the middle, middle Price mm -hmm. Hill, Cincinnati. 
Price Hill, Cincinnati. Is that how you say that? Price Hill, Cincinnati, Ohio. Is it like three cities in one? <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 half paying attention and half trying to find Toronto's schedule. <laughs> I can't touch Toronto. Um. Anyway, anyway. yeah, totally. That that's close to us. It's a, our high school alma mater. Um. Can I tell you that I've never – did I ever tell you the, the story about going to the Panther Athletic Complex? I don't think so. The gate, gate was open once, so I was like, hmm, never been here yet. It's been open for almost 10 years probably. Drove up in there, immediately was told, what are you doing here? Said, oh, sorry, class O2, man, just haven't been up here yet. Wanted to check it out. The gate was open. Well, I'm leaving, so you got to go. Okay, adios. <laughs> Yikes. Turn around and drove away. I even had the uh, old Elder O2. Um, license plate, yeah. License plates at the time. Wow. Uh, was, that, uh, was that Coach McCoy up there? He was it was coach. not. I'd never, met, I'd never seen the guy before. I don't know who he was. Huh. All right, here so, we go. I've got a pull Wednesday. Up. Next Wednesday, they've got Next Wednesday. You pulled it up way faster than me. Yep. So they've got, uh, let's see here. They've got one, two, three games against the Rays, two games in Washington, and then they call, they have their first home game, which – and the thing is, is how big is home field advantage at this point in time except for your locker room and, you know, maybe you, the city you live in. Things like that. Other than that, there's family. Sure, I mean, but a lot of these guys don't have that going on anyway. They're all young ball players. So, yeah. Besides the fact of just maybe sleeping in your bed and something like that, uh, the home field advantage of the crowd. They're not going to have that except for the piped in stuff that they bring in, which I'm really excited about. So. I don't know, man. I'm interested to see what happens with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'll bet they'll come up with something by then. But I'll tell you, if they're already going to be in Washington and for some reason they can't figure something out by then, they might just play four games in Washington and, and buy them an extra couple of days. Mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, that'd be pretty – that would be convenient. Just take the piped-in music and, uh, and just switch it around, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Pipe in the pipe in the cheers when Toronto does something. <laughs> uh, that is uh, so crazy, unbelievable. Man, yeah, I did not know that they that that just fell through. Um, so yeah, it just happened today on the eve of the season. Cracks me up. They're gonna talk. Toronto says, "Ah, oh, you dirty Americans, you no come to my city." Wow, that's a fantastic Canadian accent. Really good Canadian accent. A? Yeah, it's a it's French-Canadian accent. I didn't yeah. notice that. Yes. <clears throat> well, that's Toronto, right? Toronto's French-Canadian. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> uh, anyway. anyway. They'll, they'll come up somewhere. There's a, there's a college or something that has a nice, a really nice field in the Northeast somewhere that they're going to figure out. Um, yeah, go to Princeton's place. They're not playing any sports ever again. So that's true. Any Ivy League school up there, they could, they could, they could do. I'm sure. Ivy League sports are done. Yep. Forever, we'll never see another Ivy League game. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, 
So speaking of that, how crazy is it that the, uh, the, the, the Major League Baseball owners said that they're bankrupt and they have no money and nothing's going to happen because of the way the season's going down, and then they go out and pay $380 million to Mookie Betts? <laughs> well, that's only one of them, but yeah. Still. Yeah. It's all hurt. Anyway, on to uh, – you had such a great – transition that I ruined earlier let's talk about no. the end we, we said last week we were going to do a segment because everybody's talking about the NBA bubble and the food and J.R. Smith had kind of a funny thing this week where he was talking about braised ribs and some other things on his on his insta snap or something live and talking about the food they had and and we're going to do an inside the bubble segment Adam what do you got on, a, on something funny or interesting that's happening currently inside the NBA bubble? Uh, the first thing is it's not, it, it's not uh, funny at all, but uh, Patrick Beverly is the, I want to say maybe the third guy now who was in the bubble and who had to leave the bubble for personal reasons. So he has like, – Williamson was one, Patrick Beverly now. Yeah. Um, so who knows what's going on? He, I'm sure he wouldn't have left if it wasn't some sort of a family emergency. So we definitely hope that everything's okay there. Um, but that means he's going to have to, before he comes back, get tested again or quarantine, get tested. Then he can come down when he's cleared and then get tested again when he gets here and then come into the bubble and then get back into it. But who knows how long he's going to be gone and how long that's all going to take to get tested and quarantined and all that kind of stuff. Because they had to do – because they had to – I think they had to quarantine for, wasn't it – was it five or ten or 14 was, or whatever? When they got to the bubble, it was two days. Two, days, two days of – it was 48 hours okay. of them in their room. Okay. Uh, so, so he at least is going to miss, you know, another – three, four days, even if he comes, even if he says he's ready to come back tomorrow or something, it's going to be at least another three or four days. Um, now you're, I mean, that's still, you're still about five days away from, um, how's that beer? How's that beer drink? I'm going to tell you right now, it's one of my favorite things about pickles when you're, when they're gone is the pickle juice at the end. I, I could drink pickle juice You've never drank pickle juice? I, I've, I've, had, I've tried it before, but I don't drink it. Oh, it's my favorite. Too much for me. Mm. Um, but anyway, so, so, you know, we hope Patrick Beverly's family is okay and everything. I'm not even sure I heard if Zion Williamson came back yet. but He has not come back yet. He is not back yet. So that's going to be, you know, if, 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 any, if either one of those guys, both of those guys are pretty important to their teams. If either one of those guys has to miss any games, that's going to be a big deal because they don't, they're yeah. not playing very many games. Um, aside from that, Russell Westbrook had COVID-19, came back. He's already back and in, in, uh, back in practice and everything today. Yep. Uh, a couple, couple pretty cool things that I saw. One, if you are on Twitter or Instagram or both, you got to follow NBA Bubble Life. At NBA Bubble Life. It's, that's, it's, that's what I need to get on to. You need to get on to that. It's four, four guys. A uh, couple publications did like a story on these guys. And I, don't, I, I haven't read either one of those, so I, I'm not sure exactly who they are yet. But they're guys that are in the bubble. They must be friends of players or something like that. 
but they got this account together and they are posting all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. It's, it's a lot of really cool stuff. Um, so one thing is, is in Oh, time, the barber shop. He's in the barber shop. Yeah. The barber shop looks cool. I mean, they're going all out. This is like a billion dollar bubble. They built the barber shop. You heard about that, right? They built a barber shop in this bubble. This is not an existing barber shop. The NBA had a barber shop built. I saw the, the outside of it. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. They, yeah, but that's the kind of stuff they're posting. They posted the, the picture. They had like a, looks like maybe like poster size uh, thing in Jamal Crawford's room who just signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, yeah. I celebrated that. And, uh, but it has like a, a pictures of his family and it's got his jersey number and name and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so stuff like that and this this video of Hassan Whiteside listening to his headphones and singing Jesse's Girl real loud. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like, that's like one of my least favorite songs of all time. But, oh, it's too bad. He's uh, building the bubble. They're building nice. the bubble or the, the barbershop. The barbershop, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that looks, that looks pretty fancy. Um, and then the vi there's a video of uh, the Dallas Mavericks playing spike ball at practice. You've seen spike ball, haven't you? Yeah. And here's a thing of the Dallas Mavericks playing uh, some kind of like paddle ball with a with a net. Whoops. Yeah. I'm watching that now too. That's spike ball. Is that is that this one? No, 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 oh. no. Here, here's the Mavs. Here's the Mavs playing. Uh, here's the Mavs playing oh. some kind of net with a paddle ball. Spike ball is great. So I bought that spike ball game. Uh, I have never played it, but I'm oh. interested in seeing how long it takes for me to die from uh, too much working out. So, yeah, uh, this this might be where I get the rest of our segments from because this is perfect. They've got it. Yeah, that's I, I was looking at that, too. They've got a lot of good stuff on here. It'll be easy to to pick something out every week and, and uh, highlight something there. So. Anyway, that's really what I wanted to to just make everybody aware because that's a great it's a great follow. Like I said, they're on and apparently apparently somebody already had at NBA Bubble Life had the account on Instagram and they did this they did the Twitter thing first and they were they're doing such a good job with it. Whoever owned that profile on Instagram reached out to them and they're like, guys, I have I have the name. But I'm such a fan of what you guys are doing. You can just have it. Like they didn't take it. That's anything. awesome. Good for them. Yeah. So very cool. Oh, it should be. So check that out. That's really kind of all I have. I mean, you know, we could go, we could scroll through and like pick all these things out. But there's a lot. There's a lot there. Just do yourself a favor, and we'll pick. We'll pick one, we'll pick one each. Yeah, uh, I think I we'll pick one each every week. The one I'm gonna pick is uh, the thing I'm gonna go with is. I saw – so these teams get 35 people from, from their team that they can bring into the bubble, 35 people. Half of that is basically your team, right? Then you need trainers. You need coaches. You need – I mean, think of all the things that these NBA teams pay people for to be at the stadium every day to take care of their players. Barbers, manicurists, well, manicurists. Basically everything, 35. Well – uh, Daryl Morey for the for the 
uh, Houston Rockets, the general manager for the Houston Rockets, is at is in the bubble. Normally, as no, doesn't care about practices. He right now he would normally be at some camp watching people, not having anything to do with any of this. But because there's nothing else going on, he's at the bubble. Uh, apparently. Uh, not much of a ball player in his day because he said his ball playing days were over and he's not a very good passer, but found himself because there was not enough people there for these guys shooting around. He finds himself rebounding for shooters while they're trying to get some extra shots up as well as moving seats for the benches and helping the people that are, they don't have enough people in there to get the you know different teams' seats moved from from uh, uh, practice to practice facility to you know court to court, so he's out here moving seats. This is the guy who's in charge of putting the Houston Rockets together, out here doing stuff that people make minimum wage to do. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I find that interesting. Like I said, it doesn't have to always be funny, but I find that interesting. I love it. I love a, a, a hands-on guy that's willing to get his hands a little dirty and help out, and even, even when he doesn't need to. And he's a he's a high-up uh, executive in that in that organization. And yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite things about. I mean, he's head of baseball operations. I'd say that's about as high as you get in the organization. Under the only one above you is the owner. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I I always love rebounding for people I, I love doing that um but yeah that, that, that that's interesting I did not get to see that but I'll have to check he said, that out he said he doesn't necessarily put the ball right in the pocket like uh Harden or Westbrook might do for you but uh he gives it his best shot how, how hard is it to do that even if you're not an athlete how hard is it to throw a ball to somebody and they catch it yeah, right well, here if you're an adult eesh, eesh, eesh. I don't know man Seen some, seen some grown people try to do athletic things in my life that I know. really make that are really funny. Oh, oh, one more really good because we're done, right? The, the NBA bubble, that's all we got, right? The, yeah. We'll do our preseason. We'll do our NBA picks next week because it's the day before the season starts. So really funny. The other day, a uh, couple houses away from me is having a little shindig in their backyard. Uh, somebody parks a Cousin Eddie trailer in their driveway. You know, to uh, I guess they were going to have people spend the night and they just parked their trailer in there to spend the night. Either way, having a little shindig down the road. Uh, not a ton of people, so uh, they probably could socially distance if they want. That's not what I'm getting into. Those of you out there that are athletes or consider yourself somewhat of an athlete or, you know, have played baseball in your life, have seen the guys who are, you know, early to mid-20s who never picked up a baseball in their life, buy a brand-new baseball glove that's hard as a rock because it's like $5 at Dick's and a baseball. And I saw these two guys. This is how you know there's, there's two ways. Before even seeing a guy throw, which that'll tell you if he can play ball or not by far, if he's ever done it, is like holding a baseball, having a baseball glove on, and when you hold your baseball glove – you can always tell a guy that doesn't ever play baseball by his arms will be down to the side, but his, his hand will cock sideways. 
and he'll like hold the glove on the craziest angle and I noticed this <laughs> almost at a 90 degree angle towards his side like he's a like I'm a little teapot like that's his handle I felt like he I've seen I've seen this before and I was watching this guy and I'm like that's how people if you're watching on YouTube that's how people that don't know how to play baseball hold their baseball glove all the time like in this awkward sideways pointing directly at their midsection cracked me up I sat and watched him throw a baseball with a 9-year-old kid who was a thousand times better than him for like 20 minutes he missed I bet for 20 minutes he must there must have been 100 balls thrown I bet he missed 60 of them I have never laughed I've never sat on my deck and had any better any any better oh. comedy than I had that night those people are so fun to watch I love it I love it and good for them I'm laughing at you because you're funny looking but no, I, I let, go have fun man have fun do your thing good yeah I'm gonna laugh at your face I'm gonna laugh behind your back because I don't want you to feel bad I want you to keep doing it because I need the comedy in my life <laughs> I'm happy you got a plastic glove from Target I'm happy you did yeah um yes but I'm trying to imagine like how you were holding that I I'm trying to imagine somebody doing that to, to see if I've ever seen I that might, before. I might have gone a little overboard with it, but it's mostly like it's mostly just a slight cock. But the <laughs> the glove is always not pointed down; it's pointed towards like their thigh. The whole time they're waiting for the ball to come to them, and they look like a robot. Anyway, if you can imagine that, stand up, stand up, hold your arms straight down, and point your hand towards your thigh. You're, Put a baseball glove on and do it. You're you're a comedy guy. You know Josh Blue, right? I don't know. Maybe you, I'm terrible you, at names. You've seen him. You've seen him. I know names. Are, there are so many names that are yes, um, but, terrible. So he, he's a he's a comedian. Is when you see him, you're like you're either like oh yeah, I've definitely seen this guy, or no, I've definitely never seen this guy. So he has cerebral palsy, and he has. His definitely arm. seen this guy 100 yes. yes his arm is like that all the time basically what, what it looks that, like yeah and exactly. i was just watching i was just watching uh, like a, a part of one of his sets earlier today too uh so it looked like that when he, you were doing it. i watched the comedy special with him he's got a kid and he's talking about trying to feed his kid his, his newborn baby like not newborn but you know baby baby food and he said there's never been a bigger mess from me trying to get food into this kid's mouth and that kid not wanting food in his mouth and making a mess on his own. Oh, he said, my wife came in and said, Oh my God, what a mess. And he goes, I know never even got one close to the baby yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He's a, so last year, by the way, if you're listening to this and if you've, if you've never seen Josh blue, look him up. B-L-U-E, just like the color, J-O-S-H. Um, he's really funny, and <clears throat> you, you want to watch – you want to try to watch a video of him, all right, because he, he talks about his physical uh, appearance a lot. Yeah. And he does, a, he does a great job of making jokes about it and that kind of stuff. Um, but he – so last year – I saw him live, and I was very first row touching the stage. He's, really? That guy 
could not, I would not be comfortable there. I wasn't comfortable there anyway, because I was front row. So I was afraid that I was going to be talked to the entire time, but, um, <laughs> but, and actually there's a, a, a pretty funny story that I, I kind of did, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's something to do with, I, I'm not sure, but that guy spits like you would not believe. Spits while he's talking everywhere. I, I mean, he has a big beard now. Like, he has a big beard. And it was, there was spit at one point, like, just slobber all in his beard. It was, like, just from him t- spitting so much when he, when he was talking. Uh, right now, if they, if they opened up, and even if they had social distancing and everything, but I was in the front row, and I knew Josh Blue was coming, I'd be like, ah, put me in the back, pal. Nah, I'm, good. I'm good. How far can I get away? Yeah. How far does how far do droplets travel? I've heard, heard the word droplets so many times during Corona. Apparently, they only travel five feet, 11 inches. Um, exactly, because you're good at six. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway, that was a – that was a uh, that your your little thing, your imitation of the guy throwing baseball reminded me of John. Reminded you. Nice. So, nice, nice. Let's slide right into comedy since we just did. I'm totally down for it, brother. Let's uh let's talk about our boy, Mr. Hannibal Burris. First off, can I tell you that his name, I don't know if that's his real name or not, but Hannibal, like how do you get named Hannibal at his age? Like how many Hannibals in the world do you know besides Hannibal Lecter and Hannibal Burris? That can't be real, right? <laughs> he has material on that uh, from one of his past. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very funny. So is it really his real name? Yeah, it is his real name. Yep. <laughs> nice. Real name. Nice. Um, so anyway, Miami Nights was the, was the title of this special. It was on YouTube. Um, so, and he explained, by the way, why he chose to put this special on YouTube rather than, you know, all the you know, Netflix, Hulu, HBO. Yeah. And uh, it, it made sense because he also, I, I listened, I found out about this because he was on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple weeks ago. And uh, so he was explaining it to Joe Rogan then, and he, he kind of started his uh, special. When you click on the video, he added a little sort of mini video from inside his apartment um, to, to basically introduce it and to kind of explain why he chose to do that. So it was that he has, you have more freedom, a lot more freedom when you post it on YouTube because it's free. It's free on YouTube, I think. So, um, well, I don't know how free it is. The very beginning of it is so hilarious because he's doing it. He does an ad for his own show. Well, he doesn't add. That's the thing. So, so, but you can watch the special on YouTube for free, but he's getting paid because right. he can sell ads because he's going to get millions of, of views. Right. So just like we normally do, you know, so we get, we get all that money from, uh, from training personally and, uh, you know, from all yeah. of our sponsors for doing that because we get, you know, usually somewhere between 1.2 and 2.8 million views each week for these things, right? Uh, I'd say that's pretty close median. I mean, we've had our, our 10 and a half that, you know, some of our, some, some of the specials that we've done have gotten a little more than that. But yeah, somewhere around there. 
Yeah, I think episode eight with uh, swipe left, swipe right, or whatever was uh, w- that we had like thirty eight thousand or thirty eight million or something on that one, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we're we're and still counting. I mean, we may be over forty by now. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. I haven't. I haven't checked that in a while. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the uh, <laughs> but he did. He explained why he chose to do that, which was awesome because he said at any time he can pull that down. He can make yep. a change and put it back up. You know what I mean? And he can. Yep. He, he did the ad and, and all that kind of stuff. And he, he put a lot of different stuff and it was, it was heavily edited. Um, oh yeah. That thing was. So um, there was a lot he could do with it. And he felt like there was a lot more freedom he had to do that. So I hope a lot more, and they are starting to as well. Uh, I, I think I mentioned last week, Mark Norman is another, another guy that just put his out. Yeah. On YouTube a few, like a month ago. Um, so anyway, Hannibal Burris, Miami Knights, since you're, you wearing a, since you're wearing a Miami hat, you get to start. How did you feel about it? You, you, you go ahead. I like I, you know, Hannibal Burris. Just his, his delivery on everything. Every, every time I've ever seen him, I don't know how to describe it. Like uh, he's so nonchalant about. Is that the right word to use? Like, I don't know the word, but it's like, hey man, like you know, kind of who's without being sounding like a super high guy, right? Yeah. He does a good job about that. And it delivers his jokes a million times, but he knows how to use that to deliver his jokes. I love this guy. I love at the beginning how they, how he brought in, uh, Kevin Hart did this once on one of his specials where at the beginning he posted something uh, when he was in Philadelphia. Well, this is Kevin Hart in Philadelphia when he was younger, like an open mic night, you know what I mean? And you get to see kind of a funny joke, uh, you know, him early on compared to now. I, I like Hannibal. I like the special. I'm going to go ahead and just say three point. I'm going with a 3.75. Nice. Okay. Very nice. Um, I feel the same way about Hannibal. I'll be honest, Chris. Every time I see this guy perform, he raises another level for me. And I think right now he is on the Bill Burr, Louis C.K. before he got in trouble, Dave Chappelle almost. He is on that level for me because he's that funny to me. He is he wow. has become the he has become right up there, highest level guy. He I don't think he he doesn't do like Kevin Hart does arenas. I think Hannibal Burris is a theater. He, he's theater potential guy, and I, I think yeah. that's what he does now. I think he does like theaters. Yeah. So like next, the next thing up would be like arenas, right? So, and John Mulaney. I throw John Mulaney in there with those guys, by the way. Um, now, so having said that, this would you give him a three point eight? Three point seven five. Three point seven five. Three point seven five. Um. I am giving him, and here I go again, looking at my past, my yeah. past rankings. I'm giving him a, I'm giving him a 4.6. Whoa, holy cow. Now, don't get me wrong. I love, I love this dude. And I feel like a 3.75 is a little bit, high, is on the higher end. For what I give a lot of guys, I feel like that. 
I'm usually a tougher grader, but you're probably I, here's not wrong. The deal. I laugh. It's again, it's another one where I laugh the whole time. Like I didn't even take notes because I was laughing the whole yeah. time. He's, I started laughing when he's doing an ad for unbuckle or unbuck or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, that was the first thing I think I wrote down ad for undock, undock. From Which I've never heard of before this. Never in my life. And he's talking about he uses it all the time. And this is it. And I'm, I, nobody's ever going to use it. But he got his money. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, he's just – he's a guy who could do two minutes without having, a, without having an audience. Because his jokes don't need the response from the audience to kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't need the energy from the audience to be good because he's just going to sit there and talk in the same tone mm -hmm. and talk the exact same way and say the same funny garbage the whole time. And I feel like he's also a guy that doesn't necessarily. I feel like I, I underestimated, I underrated that. That's the problem with not ever writing down or figuring out, not knowing where I put anybody ever. I just say, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. I need to send you the the updated version. I gotta. I I'm missing. I look at it. You could send it, but I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just he's a guy that I really badly want to see live now. I mean, I, I I have for a while, but I really really want to see him live. He's up there, like I said. With he's gonna be in Nashville. He's got a live show in Nashville in two weeks. You want to go? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's somebody else asked me about uh about doing a Nashville trip in December, and I was like, ah, it's too close. That's too close to right now. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I just don't think I'm gonna. You know, they're like, oh that's yeah. So you go down this the, the 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 main strip. There's all these bars and all these places to go into. I'm like. Yeah, no, I know. Have you I've been, been there? Yeah. I've been I, there. Okay. Yeah. I had this conversation the other day with my brother-in-law. How, how in God's name is Nashville, Tennessee not on top of the list for coronavirus cases? Because if you've ever been to Nashville, Tennessee, and you've ever gone into a bar on the strip of Nashville, Tennessee, they are all famous old bars that are shotgun-style uh, you know, the whole bar's 20 foot wide by 135,000 feet long. Yeah. And you can't walk without rubbing every body part you have on the person next to you. You walk sideways everywhere you go. It's a shuffle. You're just yeah. shuffling. You don't walk straight ever. You got somebody attached to your back and somebody attached to your front as you sliver through wherever you're going. That is the biggest cesspool in the entire world. I love it. I have a blast when I go to Nashville. Don't get me wrong. We I were there together once. Place. We were. Yes, we were. I love – we were in Nashville together. We were for Mike, for Mike Little's bachelor party. Oh, okay. Okay. That was not nearly – that. I mean, oh, we did go down on the strip, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, and there were a couple places that were – that were like that. I forgot all about that. That was down on the strip. I was thinking I've gone a couple other times with other people, and I felt like it was way more packed than even that night was. 
and that night was pretty jam-packed. Anyway, we went to a place called Tootsie's one time, which apparently is the most famous bar in all of Nashville, and you can't walk in that place. You just can't move in that place. It's crazy. I forgot we did go to Nashville for a bachelor party, didn't we? Yes, we did. My Adam was uh, Adam was I, I'll never forget that Adam doesn't have a cocktail very often, as we all know. Adam's uh, not the drinker uh, in any way, which is uh, totally good. More for me. Uh, and at the very end of the night, we were how it was an empty place, like on the top of a bar or something like that. We 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 went into a bar. We go to the top, and it was me, you, and Mike Little, the bachelor at the time. And uh, Adam ordered a cocktail. I don't know if it was a, something in diet or something like that. And, <laughs> and Mike Little, the bachelor, was was jumping over people to try to pay for your drink. <laughs> <laughs> because he thought that was the craziest thing he had ever seen. I said, well, Adam must finally be getting comfortable with the night. There's not nearly as many people up here. There's like six people up here. So he's feeling a little more comfortable. You must have promised me we were going to go home after that. If I got, I probably did. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was. Dude, get a drink and we'll go home. Let's go. I don't even remember that part. It must have been a pretty strong drink. Um, <laughs> no. Nice. <laughs> no, is that every drink is strong for you, right? That was, yeah. That was that was a fun time. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Adam got it. That's when if you ever look up Aaron Rodgers' uh, little brother, he was the quarterback. At Vanderbilt at the time, we went to the Vanderbilt uh, Florida game, football game, which, by the way, if you go to a Vanderbilt Florida game, any game uh, in the SEC in college football, and you have a good long tailgate beforehand, you get a little buzz going, just giving you a heads up, they don't sell alcohol or beer in the stadiums in the SEC. Just a heads up to everybody. Cause I went straight to a concession stand and asked for a couple Bud Lights, and they looked at me like I had six heads. <laughs> and I sobered up so quick during that game, I couldn't wait to get out of that football game. I could not wait to get out of there. The way SEC fans are, I would say it's a good idea it's not. A good idea. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably especially right. because there were maybe just as many Florida fans there, at least around us, there were a lot of Florida fans there. We were in a Florida section for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we got off of Hannibal Burris, but he was, I, that's one of my favorite ones we've watched. Now, let me tell you this, that I liked the first half a lot better than the second half. The first half, he did several different jokes on different, different topics the set, the whole, almost the whole second half of the special was his story about getting arrested in Miami. Yes, that was funny, but I thought the other stuff before that was funnier. So it's because he's better when he does the short things, where mm -hmm. and that's usually what his sets are, are yeah. like like when, on the, in the preview joke where he's talking about about being black and some and the weird the worst thing about being black is. For some reason, people feel like they need to tell you that you're black or, or dark, <laughs> yeah. dark or whatever. I've always been dark skinned. I think you said. Yeah. Anyway, but they're quick jokes. You know, they're the joke starts and it's over within two minutes usually, or three yeah. minutes, and he gets through them, and it's just funny little thoughts. It's almost like funny thoughts yeah. that are in his head, and yeah. then he get yeah. So I'm with you on that. When he got into the story part, it might have been a little. It was still funny. I still laughed. Yeah. 
It was. And I think uh, the, the Adam Schmidt brain in me uh, was like, was like, Oh gosh, you shouldn't have done that. Why? You know, that's, you know, you, you uh, obviously he, he, he proved that the, <laughs> he proved that the, the, the cop was a piece of garbage too, after they found out all the trouble that guy's been in. But, but he was like, and he kind of, uh -huh. he kind of was admitting that he was kind of stupid about it, but he also was kind of right. like defending himself too. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm like, cause you know, he showed a couple like real quick clips too. I think, I think some of them were just, uh, just short enough to, to make him not look horrible, but not look, you know, not look great. Yeah. Where um, you could see he was getting a little out of hand, but not quite to an edge where he needed to be arrested. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I think I was like, Oh gosh, this is why I don't like going out like this because, uh, you know, people are always drunk, and they're at this big festival in Miami where everybody's walking around hammered and stuff. And he was one of those people. I've seen people like that a million mm -hmm. times. It's like, oh gosh, what a, you know, okay, enjoy your, enjoy your shift at Arby's tomorrow. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I was just. Good, I like that. I, I was I, I was thinking about that kind of stuff instead of just enjoying the story. <laughs> but it was it's fun. It's, it's now fun to think about how how people like you must see me when I go out on the weekend. Like, oh, there's that McDonald's worker again. No, chill no, out no. over there, hardcore Harry. <clears throat> no, not not thirty six year old Chris. Ah, uh, that's true. <clears throat> Um, anyway, I loved Hannibal Burris. Uh, I, that, that was my pick last week. So you know what that means, right? Oh crap. That means I got a pick. <laughs> All right. So if that's the case and I need to decide on who we're here, we are, dude, it's midnight. You didn't want to be here at midnight. It still <laughs> happened. Just, right. it's just the way it goes, I guess. We're almost All right. Almost so here. if I go home. We jump up here. Oh, I think I got something here. Let's see. That guy's British. I'm good there. Ooh, how about this one? This looks something different. Here, Jim Jeffries. All right, so I'm just kind of scrolling through some things. You know, when you first get on, they just put up skin, put up things that you would probably like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with two of these here. And tell me what you think. Oh, Jim Jeffries is all over the place. I'm not uh, – you know, Jim Jeffries, I feel like I'm not a fan of him, so I feel like we should pick him. Just maybe I'll actually laugh. Uh, but there's a guy named Jake, Jake Whitehall who's got a, a new special out, and Urzilla, Urzila Carlson, overqualified oh, yeah. loser. I think it's Urzila, I think. Urzila, there you go. Oh, like Ursula. Yep. With a Z. Yep. Um, I'm, like, I, you know, like I, love my women. I love my women in comedy. I say we go with Ursula Carlson, overqualified loser. This is a brand-new comedy, comedy special out from this year. U-R-Z-I-L-A, qualified loser, keeps the crowd roaring with her thoughts on recasting the biggest loser 
sex tape regrets, and boxed wine hangovers. I am all in for that. She's a thick little mama, too. That's my kind of girl right there. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let's check her out. I, I, I don't know anything about her. I did see the little preview. I did see the preview. Um, so, yep, yeah, I'm up. I'm up for it. That sounds good. We'll do all it. right. All right, so we'll have the first week of baseball. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will not know where Toronto, Blue, where the Toronto Blue Jays will be playing. Uh, the rest of their home games. That just that might be my favorite story of this whole thing. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, that's that's. I can't wait to see. I'm gonna check it tomorrow. I'm gonna check it the yeah. next day. I'm I'm gonna be on this story. It's unbelievable. So that we'll have our inside the bubble segment. Mm -hmm. um, and Adam, how do we follow you on Twitter, bub? Uh, you go to www.twitter.com. That's C-O-M, spelled C-O-M, the end of that. Um, and, and then you type in, you do the search. Yeah, it's a little uh, magnifying glass. Click on the magnifying glass. And uh, on your keyboard, type in at, the at sign, Adam Schmidt 44. Are you satisfied with how uh, there you go. Adam Schmidt 44. I'm very satisfied. I'm at Sig with it. You can catch us on all the on all the podcast platforms. Well done. Uh, anything else? Anything you got before we get out of here, brother? I'm ready to hit it. All right. So until next time, <clears throat> don't forget to turn your headlights on.